0: Hey, everybody, it's Steve Mathis. I'm proud to say that insulin for diabetes was invented right there in my home country of Canada. Same great country that brought us Ross, Rollerball Peterson, and, of course, Putin. It was a shocker to me to learn that, on the average, the same insulin in the United States that can be upwards of 10 times more expensive than the same product in Canada. Uh, Prairie Insulin and Meds believes that taking care of your health shouldn't burden you financially. I think we all can agree on that. Uh, we've been able to team up with those guys to get Pulpomex customers an additional 10% off the already low Canadian prices on insulin and all other prescription medications. Check it out. Tell your family and friends prairieinsulin.com. Make sure you tell them Pulpomex sent you to get your discount. Thanks for listening, everybody. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Epic Saw Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life podcast number 119 with Tristan Lane. Man, looking forward to talking to Tristan and uh, getting to the bottom of how his season's been going, what he's doing on this pause. And more. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. FXR Racing, designed by racers for racers, worn by guys like Tristan Lane, Filthy Phil Nicoletti, Enzo Lopes, and many other guys. Pulpum X30 is the code to save at FXRRacing.com. So if you're in the market for some gear or some casual wear, uh, type in that code at FXRRacing.com and save with those guys. Thank you to FXR Racing. Race Tech Suspension as well. Thanks to Tech for coming on the show. Uh, Pulp 20 is the code to save. Get your motor work done. Get your suspension work done. Uh, good time to get stuff rebuilt and looked after, right, nowadays on this pause? And uh, use Pulp 20 code to save at Racetech.com. Uh, they're still working, still grinding stuff out. So uh, thank you to those guys for coming on board. And, again, get your suspension oil changed, people, all right? Give your bike some love, okay, please? Thank you. I uh, also want to thank the folks at Firepower, uh, Namira, uh, Inner West Hemp, and Maxis all on board with us, of course. Uh, Feather, uh, F- Firepower's got a new oil out, and uh, it's built from the ground up by a leading OEM manufacturer and is out of the highest quality. They offer standard mineral oil all the way to ester-fortified full synthetic racing oil blended all in the U.S. of A., ask for firepower today at your local shop firepowerparts.com of course they also have chains and batteries that have been used by kyle chisholm alex ray uh, the gdr honda team and everything else the folks at firepower are putting out quality products uh thank you to those guys as well namira pistons alex ray speaking of using namira piston as well in his kx 250 two-stroke they've been supplying factory level pistons and gaskets for every make and model uh their advanced piston technology has increased engine performance and reliability without increasing your budget Visit them at Instagram or visit online at namira.com. Namira Technologies, forging champions, one piston at a time. Max's tires, UTVs, light trucks, trailers, dirt bikes, mountain bikes. Max's tires will have you covered. Uh, thank you, Maxis, as well, for making uh, this podcast happen. They're a, big, been a big, big supporter of all things Publamex the last couple of years. So thanks, Maxis. Appreciate it. MXSTs, I've got them on my Blue Crew right now. So um, I barely got any time on them because of a crash. Uh, but not due to the tire by the way uh working on them and uh, maxis.com for more information on the mxsts that a ray uses i want to thank the folks at inner west hemp as well with no pulp fantasy around the guys at inner west hemp want to uh support the privateers use the code pulp20 to save 20% at innerwesthemp.com on, follow them on social media, at Inner West Hemp as well. All part products over there are third-party tested for quality and content, so you know exactly what's in them. Uh, they're ranging from CBD oil, of course, which is all the rage these days, topicals, gummies, and a sleep support spray for that much-needed rest and recovery. Thank you, Inner West Hemp, for uh, all of that stuff. So thank you, those guys. Thank you, people, for listening, trying to pump out content here, trying to keep people uh, entertained in this uh, pause right, right now. So let's get into uh, Tristan Lane and uh, find out more about them, shall we? All right, now as promised on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast, it's Tristan Lane. What's up, man? Thank you for doing this.
1: Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, not much. Just trying to get through all this craziness,
0: dude. It's it's uh, it's so nutty, right? So, did you get to Indy before the shutdown? Like, how how close did you get?
1: Oh yeah, no, we got there. <laughs> yeah, full full privateer status, right? Like, drove the whole way there. Um, didn't even have uh, an idea that it was going to be, you know, canceled. I thought a little bit maybe that there was going to be no fans. right? But then basically we get there to the stadium and, I'm, you know, I get, a, I get the, the info that it's canceled. Actually, RJ Hampshire wrote me on Instagram and said that it was canceled. So I was like, no way. But, yeah, at that point we just did a 26-hour round trip, just headed right back. So
0: <laughs> Oh, geez. Um, oh, so, yeah. So when did you get there? What time?
1: Uh, it was on Thursday, I think. Okay, and then we got yeah, yeah. there like yeah, sometime in like the, the evening or whenever, but I think actually Instagram, um, the Supercross Live people, they they updated on their page and that's actually kinda like right about the time when uh, RJ wrote me. So yep. yeah, I mean we we had oh, no idea, honestly. Dude.
0: Yeah, that's uh that's a tough one for sure. I, I, I got to Chicago on Thursday evening and uh as I was taking off, the plane was literally accelerating down the runway I got a text from a rider saying it's canceled and I was like oh my god oh, I said well I'm off to Chicago no matter what I guess so <laughs> yeah. you know I think a, a little bit less than you though not as not as much of hardship as you guys so
1: it, it seemed like everyone was kind of caught off guard to be honest it, yeah there's just not much I don't think there's like a playbook on how to handle this no. right no one really has had this happen before so it was, it was pretty wild for sure. so
0: from when you drove to the stadium how long did you hang out before you turned around and went home?
1: Like basically we got there and I actually stopped at a gas station that was like a minute from the stadium. Uh-huh. And I started just checking my phone at that point. I knew something was up, but yeah, um, yeah we'd been getting kind of sort of updated. Like right. I actually was scheduled to do press day the next morning, the the early one at yeah. like five forty five or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. Um, basically I got, we got notified that we were definitely not doing press. And at that point I was like, okay, then it's gotta be canceled. Right. And then, right. Um, that's right about the time they updated it. And it was just kind of crazy. I was like, so we just drove, you know, 13, 14 hours. Did you stay the, the night
0: but, Did you Thursday the night, um, night? We did, actually. Okay, we, yes. ended
1: up, we had a hotel booked, and yeah. we were going to lose the money on the hotel anyway. So I was like, we'll just stay the night. So I just crushed a workout in the gym and just kind of <laughs> was like, I don't know what else to do. But, yeah, it was pretty crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it's it been nutty, man. So so since then, you're from Florida. Uh, um, and so since then, what have you been doing? What I mean, it's kind of – like I, you know, I just talked to Sean Cirillo the other day. I talked to uh, yeah. um, Dean Wilson the other day, and like they're not going full out because they don't know what's happening, right? So it's it's yeah. hard to do it. Are you in that same boat?
1: Yeah, it's a weird situation. Basically, you know, you're in the middle of the Supercross grind, and um, we had done Daytona, and then you're kind of like, okay, let's. Uh, I'd put in a week getting ready for Indy, and then Indy doesn't happen, and they kind of have you on standby, but. Realistically, as a privateer, which you know all about, you know, I don't have the luxury to like, like I, I basically just kind of forgot about supercross and I've just been riding outdoors. Um, I actually had a, I was in that heat one crash in Daytona. So I, I messed up my wrist a little bit, kind of sprained it. So it gave me some time to heal up a little bit, but yeah, yeah I've been, I've been back on my 450, just riding outdoors
0: right. pretty much. Um, and honestly, uh, the mid June is supposed to start at WW ranch. I don't know how that goes off. I mean, maybe it's still scheduled, but, I don't know man.
1: Yeah, it listen, I'm totally with you. I think it's pretty it's a definitely a far shot. I would love nothing more yes, than to you, be raised. Yes, you June 13th, you a WWE you
0: know, would be great. You are looking for yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. Florida guy, it's like that would be picture perfect, but I'm also too, you know, realistic and I understand that uh I don't I don't know. I'm no scientist, or I don't know any you know all the stuff that's going yeah. on, but I doubt that it's going to be just you know done and over with that quick but uh if it if it is that would be amazing i'm sure the whole sport needs it and yeah. um, it would be awesome to get back to racing
0: is uh what do your parents do for a living are they are they furloughed are they laid off or what's going on with that kind of stuff with their business well my mom
1: my mom's in real estate okay and uh yeah, it's kind of slowed down quite a bit and and my dad works for general Motors but yeah he almost he almost got laid off actually, which yeah. is pretty scary for him but um yeah it's been it's been crazy and obviously like you know the privateer life trying to make money it's been really difficult now that racing (laughs) stops so i've i've been trying to do like motocross schools on the weekends and just trying to take any little side job i can do just to you know stay afloat but uh yeah it's not it's not perfect situation but we're making do
0: dude i know right and even for me like i've got advertisers pull out uh i've had a few you know i'm i'm down multi thousands of dollars um wow just because i get it you know what i mean and so yeah what can you do you can't i can't freak out on it i can't lose my mind on it. everybody's budgets are tight nobody knows when we're selling product again nobody knows when we're going going riding and racing so i get it dude it's a tough situation all around
1: yeah yeah it's a yeah. weird thing our, our industry i think has definitely gotten um pretty hurt by it from what i've heard and i yeah. know like from what i've listened on your show uh laying off a bunch of people and yeah you know it, it kind of puts everything in perspective like our sport is awesome and we're all just a bunch of enthusiasts right but um you know when something like this happens it kind of like makes you realize like wow we're really grateful to get to go racing and uh i think when you're in the thick of it you're Mm -hmm. a little jaded and and maybe you don't really notice what's happening but uh, i think we all are just like you know all amped up to get back to it
0: yeah uh, i agree it'll it'll be great once we do get going and rolling and hopefully it's soon um it's way down the line but Will you pick up supercross after motocross, do you think? Like, I don't, it depends. I mean, it just depends how the pocketbook is, how the money is for you as a privateer and all that. Cause I mean, I think we're going to be doing, if I had to guess, Tristan, we're going, we're going San Diego, we're going St. Louis, we're going Vegas, back and forth, couple, couple races a week, maybe. So this is all yeah. really far from Florida. Do you think you'll do it? Do you, have you even thought that far?
1: Yeah, I have. Like, that, to be honest, I mean, as you know, supercross, like, that's where, I definitely need all the experience because yep. this is my first time ever doing supercross so yep. for me like i really wanted to continue going and you know once you get the weeks in it kind of gets a little bit easier so i was really hoping to continue but now um you know the thought of doing outdoors and then jumping right back into supercross is definitely wild but i mean i i need to race everything i can and yeah that's the goal is to do it of course but right. i think for as a privateer you just take it one race at a time and like yeah <laughs> that's kind of unfortunately the situation we're all in right but yep. i think i would focus on outdoors and then just really try and uh, do the best i can there and then kind of make the transition back because um i was actually borrowing a 250 from a, a sponsor of mine um super cool bike shops in gainesville they they lent me a bike but basically it's i have to give that back and uh, I only have my one 450, so basically, like after outdoors, I'd have to get a 250 or something if I was going to do Supercross, or just stay on my 450 for outdoor for Supercross. So I haven't really thought that far ahead yet, but <laughs> I would sure love to do it.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. What? Uh, who helps you out right now? What kind of program are you on for bike wise yeah, and I mean, parts the, and all that kind of stuff?
1: Yeah, I'm on a, a 450 right now, and I've got a guy, Donald Davis, with Silverback Racing. He's a local guy and out of Jacksonville, and. He really stepped up and has been helping me a bunch. Um, You know, we just run a a bone stock, um, 250 and 450. So basically, like I said, the 250 uh, was a super cool bike shop uh, in Gainesville. It was their 250 he bought to help me. Actually, kind of a wild story, but um, before the Monster Cup this year, I was invited to do it. And um, he said, hey, look, I'll, you know, give you this 250 you can use for the monster cup and for the east coast supercross and i was like okay this will be perfect you know that way i don't have to go finance a bike and uh, i already have a finance for my my 450 a payment i'm doing so this worked out great but basically the bike got stolen right before monster cup which is like insane right and um they recovered it and then the bike you know had a bald rear tire and he was like (laughs) look you know if you want you can still race it he's like i don't know anything you know what what's wrong with it but we checked it out and I rode it, and I was like, look, it's not <laughs> ideal, but it, it's a bike. <laughs>
0: <So> <laughs> was, the rear fen- doing- was the rear fender cut off from the wheelies?
1: No. So, no. The rear fender was great. So, these guys must not have been good at doing the 12 o'clock and right, stuff. But, right. uh, yeah, shredded rear rear tire and, uh, yeah, a bunch of broken levers and foot pegs <laughs> and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, we got it pieced together. And yeah. I did, like, a, the whole month leading up to Supercross, I trained – on that bike, and I did the Supercross series on the same bike, and I yeah. never did a single thing to it, so it's been awesome. But, yeah, I couldn't, couldn't thank them enough. Um, mm-hmm. Other sponsors, too, like FXR and Race Tech and yep. uh, Dunlop, Recluse, Scott, I mean, all those people, they've really stepped up for me, and I really appreciate it. But, yeah, of course, you know Brad and Andy with FXR. Yeah. They're, they're big time supporters of mine, yeah. and I love those guys, so I appreciate their help
0: yeah, absolutely no it's good to good to have them around they They've really stepped up and helped a lot of privateers uh and there's so many guys wearing it, and the gear gear looks awesome too, so they've done a good job over the years um so you're basically. Yeah, like you are as privateer as privateer gets, is what I'm getting at. Like you, you are you were talking about financing a bike, maybe that's that's where oh, you're yeah, at. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Well, you know, yeah, for sure. And I look, I I don't complain about it. It's just the situation I'm in yeah, now. But obviously, yeah. the goal is to to work through that and get good enough to not yeah. have to deal with that. But yeah. Um, yeah, sometimes it works out fine because you know, like for outdoors last year, I just went and I financed a 450, and then. Um, actually it was the same bike i had the year before too but ba- i just continued riding it and the ktm 450 is uh you know as a privateer it's a mm-hmm. great bike because i didn't do a single thing to it i literally just got the racetech suspension done um by my racetech center here in yep. florida jason beck and um yeah the bike works great and i i've literally really haven't done much of anything just a top end every every 50 60 hours so um yeah it, we, it's kind of the privateer
0: life <laughs> listen we got it did you say your motor on your 250 is stock
1: the 250 is not stopping. Oh, okay. No. The all guy, right. I, I guess, thought you said that. He, yeah, yeah, he we, had. Um,
0: we got to get, get some work done to that it. thing. If you're going to ride Supercross, <laughs> you got to get some. I work think done. it
1: had a ported head on it. Okay. But, yeah, right. just a ported head and a pipe, and um, I mean, but for me, I'm I'm normally a 450 guy. Obviously, just yeah. got like I'm like six 180 yeah. pounds, 175 pounds. So it, it makes sense really for me to ride a 450 normally. But um, you know the rules of Supercross. I had to do. I think. A night show maybe on a 250 uh, is that
0: what was that what it was yeah don't get me don't get me like started that. on that tristan don't get me started yeah
1: <laughs> i know right i know uh, so i did that and i was like shoot i'll just stick on this thing because i've already invested all this time right. in it, So
0: uh dude you brought up earlier and I, I i i forgot about this already it's been so long and it's been so much shit that's been going on daytona <laughs> race so oh. they this was unbelievable i mean jt jt was so mad about this and and i i didn't go to daytona so i i can't really speak about it but it's a joke yeah. so the whoops yeah. are like you're wide open all day through these whoops uh in practice all three sessions ricky goes up for the parade lap he's ridden the track <laughs> and he almost dies on these whoops uh saves it and then dude there is so much carnage the first time you guys, two two fifty heats, charge into these whoops and you just said it claimed you. Were you just like WTF? Like
1: what was that like? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm like a I'm a rookie, right? I'm like on the heat one, just so excited, all jazzed up. It's my hometown. Like I grew up twenty minutes from the Speedway. So that is like lit I knew every single person there. It was pretty wild. And um, so I'm just so stoked and yeah, the gate drops, and I actually had a decent start, and I'm just, like, wide open as fast as I can go. and uh, All day, right? Like, the whoops, if they were big whoops in practice, and then you had them big in the night show, there's no problem. Yeah, of course, yeah. they were, course, like, yeah. goat trail, just beaten down in practice. So I assumed, like, all right, they're just going to be, you know, fresh, but normally what they'll do is they'll let them get gnarly during the day, and then yeah. for the night show, of course, they'll prep them. But right. it was not the case, yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear anything about Carmichael. I was in the zone. I just know that when we took off, you came into those things and shifted to fourth gear, and it was like they were just walls. Um, but I actually – I was fine going through them, but someone did a cartwheel in front of me, and I ended up hitting their bike. And um, somehow I sprained my wrist really bad. But, yeah, it was, it was pretty gnarly. But obviously I, I got out lucky. I know uh, Gaines or someone yeah, broke Gaines, their hand. And, yeah, Gaines hurt him slightly. Yeah
0: dude, it was carnage on TV. It was like like someone put landmines in there. But, like, what the hell is the track crew thinking? What are they doing? God. You
1: you know, and I love, like, whoops, of course, are a great separator. And I know, like, for the fans, it's awesome. But you just have to think, like, the way they built them, too, it wasn't like they were big round whoops, which would have been probably a little easier. Like, they they were were real (laughs) steep. So if you missed your front wheel by, like, an inch, you know, you're doing a front flip. And I think for some of us, like, we're all excited. I mean, all they had to do, Steve, was just say, hey, guys, yep, we yep. built the whoops big as hell. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, just hey, hey, it.
0: or give you one parade lap or so. Like, yeah, well, maybe not a parade yeah. lap. There's not enough time for that with live TV. Just a heads up. Honestly. Just a heads up. Go down the line and be like, whoops are big, everybody.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty common sense to me. I don't think that would have been too much skin off their back. No. But obviously, you know, I think for the most part, uh, aside from everyone just, you know, being a giant traffic jam, it worked yeah. out okay. <laughs>
0: and, and really, like, if I'm Nick Gaines and his sponsors, I'm pissed. You for know? sure. Like for I'm, sure I'm, yeah i mean it it's just yeah anyways but uh
1: yeah no it definitely took it out a lot of guys and i'm still kind of recovering from it it's kind of crazy it's been been a while now what, what'd you yeah, do what'd, you're you, a factory what'd, you, guy,
0: what'd you end up doing like what'd you and did you you didn't end up breaking it right you said just hurt no, it. no
1: yeah i have a screw in this wrist so i was kind of worried i'm like i don't want to jack anything up in that thing but i i couldn't even like i tried riding like leading up to indy and i was just like i was actually training at gpf so I was over with Josh Woods there and I tried riding and it was super painful, but I was like, whatever, I'll just keep going. And, um, I basically, I got a CT scan and it, I ended up like damaging the soft tissue and I have like some nerve damage, but it's, it's not broken. So it's like, it's fine. It's just painful, but yeah i mean if you're like you know chase sexton or one of the factory guys yeah. I'm, I'm sure it would have been a totally different situation had they have gotten hurt right
0: 100 percent. yeah no tristan lane i ah, forget it just move on
1: yeah but- <laughs> no, one, no one cares about us <laughs> <laughs>
0: um tristan lane on the fxr racing race tech suspension privateer island life podcast uh, presented by firepower namira maxis and the folk guys at inner west hemp as well um hey so su- supercross season like you said your first one and to me, uh you didn't make any mains, right? That I can rem- No, I didn't. But I feel like you were like borderline guy there uh in the, in most LCQs. Uh am I right?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it it's so frustrating like I look back at it now and I'm like, "Oh god, like I just couldn't couldn't get it done at the time, but I mean, I just – the learning curve and Supercross was just so startling for me. And I was like – I mean, I was so nervous uh-huh. compared to what I probably should have been. But, yeah, it's a totally different ball game, right? And I'm always on a 450 and yeah. jumping to the 250 and just, yep. you know, I only had a month on the bike getting hurt at uh, Monster Cup. So I was just – the whole thing was weird. But uh, looking back, yeah, I should have been in a lot of mains. I, I feel like I had a good opportunity at a few of them. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I got like six, like two six places, like an yeah. eighth amount, a bunch of – Times I think I had some you, opportunities in the heats too, but just bad luck. So were
0: you? I, I hate. Uh, man, maybe again, it was so long ago. Did you? And this could be a painful memory to you. Did you kind of blow it in one heat or LCQ? Um, like, yes, you, I did. And you, I feel one like of the LCQs. In, yeah.
1: Atlanta Atlanta okay. no for sure I did I definitely blow it. I was I'm super pissed about it to this day actually so Okay. It, it wasn't just that I mean honestly like I would be in a I wasn't I think I had a couple Did of you them crash or just get passed? What
0: happened? I kept I'm trying to think One of them I
1: got passed and then one of them I crashed in. I actually had what frustrates me the most is yeah. I had some really good heat races where yeah. I'd be like up I had good starts and then one of them and uh and actually Atlanta I got taken out running like fourth in the heat and then you know I think yeah. personally i would rather get it done in the heat i think it's oh, almost course, easier yeah. than in an lcq um lcq it's kind of like everyone's just trying to break your leg out of there so yep. i was just, i was kind of the whole thing was startling but i just didn't want to get hurt honestly like it was my first year and i just rode very tentative and i i really think that if i have a you know another crack at it i'm going to do a lot better and i definitely think i belong doing the main events of course i just i was uh taking it a little too cautious i think and i didn't have the intensity that i probably needed to but obviously it's always uh in retrospect you can look at it different differently but i think with some more time under my belt i'll be fine
0: i feel like yeah there was a race where i'm like oh i think he's got it i think he's got it and then yeah either crash or stuff and fall like you know steve
1: daytona i mean with without the heat race carnage i feel like that would have been a good one for me i felt super comfortable there and like the heat race i mean half the field was on the ground after the whoops anyway. So if I could have just <laughs> gotten through that.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, know exactly. Right. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I do feel like you're more of an outdoor guy. Do, do you, uh, you feel like that as well, um, for yourself? It's hard to
1: say. I mean, when you've, you know, rode outdoors your whole life, it definitely comes, you know, naturally to me, I guess. But, um, honestly, I think I could be really good at supercross. I just haven't, I've literally had a month of riding supercross. So it just felt, uh, it felt very foreign to me. Like obviously, whoops and stuff were really intimidating at first, and getting suspension setups and all that. I didn't, I didn't know what to expect at all. And uh, yeah, I went to GPF and just stayed there for a month. And you know, you know, Joshua, he he was hammering me, trying to get me through the whoops, and I had a bunch of crashes and all that. So it was just the learning curve was very uh very steep, I guess you could say. Yeah, but yeah. um I'm hoping I can make Supercross kinda of my forte in the future. I just I just need more time.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh yeah, Woodrow. Good dude. Like Woodrow a lot. Good guy.
1: Yeah, he's awesome. He's a straight shooter. He he definitely would be at the races a lot and he would tell me like, look, you really suck. Like <laughs> you've gotta <laughs> you've gotta seriously make up some yeah. time. And then you know, but when he would tell me, Hey good moto, I kinda knew like, okay, yeah. I, I really did well. So
0: Um Hey, looking at your outdoor results, you did well at Southwick. You did well at Florida you're, or uh, Jacksonville. You are from Florida or Jacksonville, uh, uh, WW ranch, I should say, um, yep. you are from Florida. So this is not coincidence. You are a sand guy.
1: I am. Listen, I, I fought it for a long time. I used to get kind of annoyed when people were like, oh, you're a sand guy, but yeah. I embrace it now. I definitely am. But yeah, yeah. Um, I think a lot of it is just like that. That's what I ride a lot and I'm comfortable with it. Yep. Bike setup wise, I just don't, we don't have a lot of hard pack stuff to ride here. Um, but yeah, I've actually come a long way. I think actually I could do just as well in some of the hard pack tracks. I just, I yeah. haven't really rode a lot of them. A big thing for me is like riding a track. Uh, erasing the nationals mm-hmm. more than once like your first year there you're learning the track and right. two laps and it was always oh, kind of
0: this is, really hard for this me. is the thing we talk about all the time right like you show up you got two laps green flag is going and it is it is go time <laughs> it, is, go it time. is
1: yeah no one tells you that like coming into it i've always heard like yeah time qualifying's brutal but uh it pretty much from the first lap it's like a race and i think that if you're uh an amateur kid coming into it you got to like be prepared for that because it's a different ball game for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, it's just yeah. You grew up with sand. It's Red Dog, same thing. Sand guy, Flo- Ricky, oh. Sand guy. I mean, so many Florida guys. They just you go riding at Croome, or you just grew up in sand track yeah. and that's it, yeah. right? So
1: listen, Red Dog, what what a guy.
0: Oh, you're telling me? Um,
1: yeah, him, he was my guy growing up. I love was him. he
0: really? Yeah. Just, <laughs>
1: oh yeah, him and K Dub.
0: Yeah, just being from Florida, I guess right
1: yeah for sure yeah timmy's super cool i actually see him at like a bunch of the tracks with uh with his son you know training which is cool
0: yep um so you're in your deline so that is like are you star justin starling ac area ish
1: yeah i actually live a mile from justin starling oh so do you okay i grew up yeah we, he's one of my buddies grew up there and yeah Censorella too he would come right at my house and i did some training with him a little bit when we
0: were younger but
1: yeah it's a you know where i'm Delane, there's not a whole lot of people there but yeah in between daytona and orlando
0: Yep. Um, so PAX track, is that still around? Oh
1: yeah. PAX is my, that's my local place. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Dude, I rode there. Fun. I rode a there a couple, I rode there a couple times back in the day. It was like black sand dirt. So,
1: oh yeah. 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 It's really good. It, it's uh it's fun. It's definitely, um, real jumpy and stuff, but mm-hmm. a lot of people love it, especially yep. like people up North always come there and stay for the winter and all that.
0: So, uh, has Starling helped you a lot? Like uh, he's look, he's uh he's a top 10 guy. He's raced all over the world. Uh, he's older than you, right? I would think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Starling's I think 27. Right. Or something.
0: Right. He's gotta be, uh, is he that old. Oh, sorry, Starling, if he's listening, I think he's that old. Um, I think so. Has he helped you? <laughs> has, he, has he helped you a lot?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, when I was really younger, he was, um, you know, he was like amateur fast kid, yeah. you know, running all the nationals and all that stuff. And my upbringing was so different. I mean, I went to school, I went to college, like I did, did you really? you know, a very normal oh, wow. life. Yeah. So I didn't really get into it until I was quite a bit older. So, um, watching him, I was like, I thought he was like the man, right? Like I, I, used to, I used to watch Justin and I'm like, Oh my gosh, that guy is so fast. But yeah, it's pretty cool now to be, both be from Delan and actually we got to race each other at WW and, yep. um, I get to see, you know, race him at supercrosses and stuff. It's, it's kind of crazy how things come full circle, but he's, he's definitely helped me like show me the way of mm-hmm. how it's going to go and kind of give me advice. And, you know, yep. he knows the privateer life also. So yeah. he's kind of steered me in the right direction, but it's a Sometimes this sport's a uh, little bit smoke and mirrors, right? So it's, he's kind of showed me the way a little yeah, bit. But, well, I, I, yeah, he's a good guy.
0: Yeah, or he can pull you aside and be like, hey, this guy's full of shit. This guy's a good guy or whatever. You know what I mean? Sponsorship, you know, industry people or whatever. There's a lot of that.
1: Exactly. Because for me, I don't I don't know any of that. And I'm just trying to meet everyone I can. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's definitely interesting. But it's definitely helped just to have someone. Um, the Gherkies, too. Matt Gherky. He, he oh, grew up Girk. 20 minutes from me. Yeah, so yeah. I know their family super good. Yeah. Oh,
0: Gurk, There's so many Gurk stars tristan
1: oh my god what a legend, legend, a, legend.
0: <laughs> a legend we don't have enough beef. time to get into beef stories
1: listen beef is the man i've got a bunch of them if you ever want to talk about
0: it uh talk about a sand guy beef oh, oh gosh. He god would,
1: i would put him up against anybody i like right? go for dunes or in the sand i've I've watched him just do like forty-minute yep. motos till his bike runs out of gas. The sand there's, is a, there's an
0: infamous story of him riding with no jersey on, just a shirtless. Just oh yeah, on the
1: yeah, wouldn't <laughs> surprise me. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, one time, uh, the 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 Butler brother guys, when he rode for them, they would have a Matt Gurky saying of the day, and they would write it on the board every day because Matt <laughs> would just say the weirdest things out of nowhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, I went and stayed with him at his house in Panama City, and like he's such a good guy, but he's super quiet at yep, first, yep. you have to kind of like break him open. But yeah, I know their family, and they're they're right. super good people. But he he rips for sure. He's just a yep. different guy for sure.
0: Yeah, you know he he weeded himself over in Germany, and I was telling talking to his Canadian team, and I'm like, I'm like, hey, so that, that that's got to be it for Matt, right? Like those are serious. They're like, no, nah, he's racing. He's fine. I'm like, what? I'm like he lost a kid. The guy is he, made out of iron. Like I know, it's crazy. Right? He just
1: won't stop. I know. He's I think he's back riding and doing well, so that's awesome to see.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. So um <laughs> Hey, so uh man, I'm talking about lot so you got six points last year, you got fifteenth at Southwick, uh crushed it there in the sand. Uh yeah. almost got points uh in Jacksonville. You were dude, you were so close to points so many times. It had to have been frustrating at, at different points last summer.
1: Yeah, for sure. It it's crazy. Like I I'm so much better now than I was even then. And I think that's just part of the progress curve. Like I I have a lot more in the tank, honestly. I think I just every time I would like every weekend I would feel a little bit better and I started, you know, getting a lot more confidence and learning how to set up the motorcycle and mm-hmm. just also the preparation too, like, you know, going straight to the 450 class. Um I didn't the bike is you know, heavier and it's 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 tough. Those guys are no joke. So I think it was just an adjustment but um fitness wise like now i realize how hard you have to train to be you know even close or even on par so uh i think points for sure like this year would be the goal just score points every weekend and try and make make a name for myself as a top privateer and then try and work my way up from there basically
0: yeah absolutely not not a bad idea um were you stoked when you were running up there in southwick were you pretty pretty happy with that were you nervous? yeah it was cool
1: um no i wasn't nervous at all actually it's like i think that was kind of you know you had a few a couple of races under your belt and i was feeling better and um you know my start was pretty good actually and mm-hmm. i just got shuffled around the first laps are crazy but yeah i made a bunch of bunch of ground and i passed some good guys i yeah. had a good battle with with ap and ended up passing him which was cool and then like uh caught a bunch of people I, it seemed like the last 10 minutes of the na- nationals are always my best you know yeah. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I think i have a little better fitness than some of those guys so i always seem to run them down at the end but Uh, Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, of course, I wish it was, you know, like a top 10, not a 15th or whatever. But, of course, I think that's a good starting point. So
0: You pulled a good start in one of them. I remember that. Cause I had you yeah, in Pop Fantasy, I, I, so I was very excited listen, about this.
1: Mike Alessi is—I uh, ride with Mike sometimes here in Florida, and he's you know giving me a couple pointers. I I can get some starts every now and, <laughs> and again for a, for a bone stock
0: bike. Yeah, got a couple of good ones. No, that's good. That's awesome. Uh, uh, Tristan Lane on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast. It it is uh, for you, for a guy who went to school. I'm guessing. And then went to college for a little bit. Did you get out as an amateur much? Were you ever thinking like, "Hey, I, I want to make minor events. I want to score points. I want to," or was it, you know, hard to juggle all of that?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a like I said, totally different upbringing. Like the amateur racing was just all local for me at first, right? Like until I would say maybe when I was like 16, I went to Minios, and you know, that's like two hours from where we lived, and um, I'd race like the B classes. And there was a couple years there where I was, you know, battling for like you know college boy championships or mm-hmm. top top 10 b a guy but yep. uh, never really on the radar right if you're not you know winning or top top 2 yeah. or 3 no one really notices you so i just was trying to build up and i was still going to school full time and um you know going to college and all that so it didn't really make sense for me to I wanted to just get that stuff done first, and then I was kind of like, I'll focus on the racing after. But yeah, I mean, for me, just where I'm at now, it's it's probably more than I ever thought I would ever be able to do. Right. Um, for someone from Deland, you know, with my parents never knew anything about motocross. My dad never rode. So oh, really? for yeah. us, this yeah, is yeah. all just awesome. You know, I'm just trying to chip away at it and get better every year. But I think that, you know, just setting the attainable goals and trying to, you know, short-term, long-term stuff and yeah. trying to just get better so we'll see but i'm gonna keep keep going with it and see how far i can go
0: yeah and you know what you get better at the supercross stuff you start going to europe like starling can get you in that circuit you start making some money doing that you start doing off-season stuff uh uh, you know banking some money uh and before you know it you're you're a professional motocrosser you know what i mean like exactly yeah it's, it's totally totally doable for a guy like you uh for somebody who's as close as you are to making main events and everything else so um yeah yeah funny uh so how'd you get into racing then and riding a dirt bike if parents run into it like what happened like ac's got this well, <laughs> famous story about seeing mcgrath right like when he was like five years old or whatever but what about you Well,
1: listen see that's awesome like i i never even knew about motocross racing so i wish i had a cool story of like yeah i was watching a race right. or whatever. but no basically like just started off just a total goon riding like my buddy's four-wheelers as a kid right just and then oh, a dirt bike would be cooler and uh, just begging my parents for one. And I just remember getting a 110 and just riding that thing uh, until the wheels fell off pretty much and then um, got on the big bikes and all that. And that's when things kind of started getting a little more serious, I guess. But yeah, it's just a totally different um, atmosphere for me. It wasn't like pressure, like, oh, we're going to go get on a factory team or anything from an amateur. I, I, that wasn't even really a thought for yeah. me, but uh, it just kind of shows you there's a million different paths you can take. And ultimately if you just work hard and uh you know love what you're doing i think you can be successful
0: yeah yeah no exactly um so you talk about ac a little bit how'd you meet him um just we have mutual friends and stuff
1: like that it's a it's a small sport right so like in florida you know at that time uh i would just see him doing all the you know he'd be on a super mini and uh we'd be doing all of our like boot camps before like loretta Loretta lens or you know any of the nationals and i i'd kind of tag along with them and of course, he was, like, the man, right? Yeah, Even yeah. at a super many age, he was so good. But, um yeah, so training with him and his dad, like, they, they taught me a lot, too. Like, Dude. that kid works super hard, of course. So uh it was very eye-opening.
0: The move now is to be like, hey, AC, can I come to the sandbox for a day? That's the move now.
1: Listen, I, I would love that. Yeah, I, I seriously would. That's the thing, right? Finding like good yeah. places to, to train. Yeah. We don't talk much anymore, but I, w- I would definitely love to do that. And I think that in the future, that would be a really cool spot to get your work
0: done, right? I'm going to pester them in. I'm going to get you in there. Do it. <laughs> all right, we'll do that. Uh, FXR Racing, Pulp MX30 is the code to save with those guys. Pulp 20, the code to save with Race Tech as well. Uh, Tristan Lane, wearing FXR, getting his Race Racetech uh, from a Racetech service center. Thanks to the folks at Firepower, Namira, Inner West Hemp, and Maxis as well for coming on board the show. Uh, first of all, I guess, how's your, uh, so your stuff doing, your WP stuff, Race Racetech uh, working well for you?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's really good. I mean, I've been a long-time race Tech guy, pretty much... I think I've only ran Racetech actually my entire life. So um, I'm a huge fan and it's kind of ironic. Like I love listening to your show, of course. And I know, I mean, it feels like so many of your sponsors I use, it's kind of hilarious, but um, yeah, Racetech is awesome. They've got a really good product and especially for us privateers. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think, uh, they can really work with you and they've always, you know, been really good to me. And yeah. uh, they, they put out pretty much whatever they give, you know, give you. It's pretty dang close to spot on. So I'm really impressed with it.
0: Yeah, I think they can they can dial in a privateer guy pretty fast. Like, you know, you, like somebody who doesn't have access to like, hey, let's test for, for two weeks. Like somebody who's like, I just need to set up. That's good. It's going to get me, you know, uh, on like a pro level because um, I, you know, I don't have time to test over and over. They can get you in the ballpark without a doubt.
1: Exactly. So, yeah. Which is huge because yeah. a lot of people, aren't. you know, we're not professional testers, right? So right, right. Um, it's nice to just kind of have like a good base setting that you can work from. And, um, you know, I don't know those guys like super well or anything, right. but I've called out, I've called them before in California and they've been super easy going and Got me anything, any information I needed, pretty much. So, uh, between them and my guy Jason Beck and, yep. and Port Orange, he's been—they've been, been kind of working together and uh, gave me a pretty, pretty solid package already. So, I think as, like I said, as a privateer, right. can't complain.
0: Uh, why KTM's for you? How far back does that go?
1: Um, probably like 2017. Oh, I was okay. yep. basically like when I got my pro license to race outdoors. I was um, working construction just to try and make some money for racing, and I, I just saved up and bought that KTM 450 because. I just knew if I was going to buy a bike and I didn't want to spend a bunch of money into it, I'm like that KTM will be ready to go right away. So I just went to a dealership, got that thing, and pretty much have enough parts now for them. Where I'm like, I don't really see the the need to go to any other brand unless someone's willing to support me with it, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, right. Um, no, yeah, I always wonder how how people settle on things, you know, as far as privateer and what bike they want to ride. Because I know contingency is not great with KTM. I don't know if that's something that you ever looked at. it's good, it's okay, but yeah. there's some brands that are. I know better.
1: Cowie. I've heard Cowie is pretty good. That's yeah, at least at least for a while there in Supercross, like that was kind of a little buzz. But yep. yeah, the contingency is huge too. Like, of course, if they if they paid really well, that would that would really help out. Of course, but right. um, the KTM's are a great package. Like it, you know, the the hydraulic clutch and the brakes and just a reliable bike. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, dead serious. I think. I rode my my first KTM I bought till like 80 hours and the piston we yeah, took yeah. it out and it was like perfect there was like nothing wrong with it and um, the clutches I mean I haven't really I don't change a whole lot so the thing's yeah. been rock solid.
0: Nice, nice. Uh, did you have a job ever, Tristan? Did you ever have like a real job?
1: Yeah, no. I've I've uh, I worked construction okay. um, for a long time and then yeah. uh, I waited tables at a sports bar. Oh wow. um, Last year, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I i definitely am no stranger to having to get a job but obviously i think uh motocross is a lot more fun so i'm just trying to get really good on my dirt bike so i can make that my job but um i've got a lot of people locally here in florida that um, luckily they they look up to me enough to want me to work with their kids and and, you know just doing some motocross classes and stuff like that and that's that's been a lot of fun for me i enjoyed getting to do that
0: uh well with 50 years experience in industry firepower commits to quality value and service for your machine firepower offers chains made in japan featherweight lithium batteries and oil to stand the test of any power sports vehicle and they got motor oil now as well of course too namira.com for more information a ray using the namira piston out there uh, their advanced piston technology has increased engine performance and reliability Innerwest hemp uh please check them out pulp 20 is a code to save with interwest hemp and Max's tires all on board with this so when you were a little kid tristan did you go to daytona every year did your mom and dad take you did you go to- Oh, Steve!
1: I've I've never missed a Daytona really? like, since I was since I was realistically since I was like eight years old because that's really like the first time I even like knew what a dirt bike. But even before I rode dirt bikes, really, I was yeah I'd go to Daytona and um, so it was it's pretty surreal yeah. to like go race there this year. And I mean, when I tell you, I think my pit as a privateer, which was like <laughs> the furthest back you could possibly be, like, we weren't even in the garage; we were just under this little awning. I was like the probably the most. You know, I had the most people I think in our little privateer setup, than even some of the factory guys. <laughs> was,
0: really? Yeah. It no, was kind of crazy,
1: cool. but yeah, it was really neat. And um, I, like I said, I wish the night went a little better. I felt really good all day, but still, yeah, it was awesome.
0: Um. So, what years would you have gone to watch? Then, what are we talking? Do you remember? F- oh, listen, w- I've
1: seen. I mean, uh, I've seen. You know, Wyndham Reed uh, with the mud bog.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I that yeah. Yeah, yeah. That one. Yeah. That was
1: awesome. I've, I mean, I've seen, I remember Carmichael on the two strokes and like, just, just crazy stuff. Like I've watched some amazing races there, but to this day, some of my, I think, Reed and Wyndham and that mutter was my favorite. Uh, I mean, full on, just in the middle of the rain. I was like a super fan, still am. But right. yeah, it was
0: it was awesome. That was epic. I just talked to Wyndham the other day. I'm doing a story on RacerX online forum, and uh, yeah, K Dub's awesome. Um, oh yeah, Good you dude. know what's depressing me though, Tristan is so the races you're talking about. I wasn't even a mechanic. I was done being a mechanic by then. That's what's depressing. <laughs> uh, that, listen, you put in your ears. I did that. That mutter, uh, that mutter was so miserable. I was in the stands. I had no umbrella. I had no nothing. I couldn't get anywhere. I left uh, after the heat races, drove the Red Dogs, and watched it from his living room.
1: That's epic. No, I don't blame you, honestly. It was so brutal. I remember my dad was, like, trying to get us to leave. And, you know, me being a little kid, I'm like, heck no, I'm not leaving. I'm staying to watch it. And, you know, full-on super fan. It's kind of crazy. But luckily this year was not a mutter. It was actually really cold. But, uh, yeah, it was dry as all get out. So can't complain.
0: (laughs) Can you believe Reed's bike, like, literally, like, two corners to go? Like, fuck! it's crazy right? because
1: I, now that I'm like racing and I'm, I'm out there, I'm realizing how big of a blow that would be and how much money that guy lost in <laughs> just you what know, two corners ago, yeah. like people don't realize like that is, that is insane. And, yeah. and you know, it was so, I remember he just, I'm pretty sure he just left his bike and just walked back and was just pissed. <laughs> right. Like, like probably rightfully so, but oh, I know. yeah, it's, it's crazy. And I just remember being there as a kid, like, Oh my gosh, he almost won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I can't even yeah. imagine uh, a crazy. Crazy night uh, down down there for sure. Um, so, yeah, dude, it's, it's going to be weird. Like, I don't know when we're starting to race again. I don't know how it's going to get picked up. I don't know what's going to go on. But uh, at some point, there will be some nationals. I do feel like there will be some nationals this year.
1: Yeah, I would hope so, right? Like, I mean, I've heard so much stuff. I just saw the MXGP schedule yeah. get out. And I want to say correct me if i'm wrong didn't they they skipped i think july they started right yeah for the and, next one? and
0: then now belgium and a couple of countries are saying that they can't have anything till the end of august so oh i don't yeah dude i don't know about those nations i don't think there'll be those nations at all so I well
1: my yeah. theory is is like i don't know if we've reached full peak right with this coronavirus stuff but right. i guess you have to wait until it's reached the peak and then have enough downtime to where you know you could even have a big event right for an outdoor yeah um and I know I've heard you mention this, like some of those, I know like junior with WW. And um, I think a lot of those guys that are putting on those races, you know, they need the fan attendance um, to make an income. Right. So uh, I don't know how they would, they can't race, you know, without fans and I don't know how it would really work, but I sure hope you can get it in. Um, That's a great track. And obviously outdoors is, grassroots of everything so it would be cool to to get get out there in the summer and you know it's it's brutal and, and miserable but oh, yeah. <laughs> at the same time we all love it right
0: no for sure uh Pulp Mix fantasy you've helped some people over the year. how much do you get of that how much shit do you get or praise do you get from people in Pulp Mix fantasy
1: well it depends on the weekend steve there's, <laughs> there's shit and there's praise there's both so oh. it, i've had both i've definitely like Coming in, I don't think anyone like still people don't really know right. who I am, of course, because of my results yet, but uh I've had some people like reaching out like, oh man, you know you're you're doing pretty good, like I'm gonna pick you this weekend, no pressure, you know like yeah. or hey how how are you feeling this weekend like you you have a good week of riding, and i'm I'm thinking to myself, no, I didn't ride at all. I drove from <laughs> this state to the next state, you know i didn't get to ride at all so yeah um yeah but it's it's awesome i i think it's good publicity for um for the privateers and the way i look at it is you know whether they're hating on you or not at least they're talking about you so i'm grateful for that
0: uh well we've had a few guys get out of hand though tristan we're just like you know we booted a couple people we're just like you can't talk to these guys like that like just stop. i saw
1: that that was that was definitely out of hand i mean i don't no one is gonna talk to me like that for sure but it was it was crazy. I think that uh, some of these guys are just mega fans, right? So yeah. they're they just they're pulling for you and they want to get their their points and everything. I totally understand, but uh, a lot of times they don't know the full story of what's really no, going
0: on. No, exactly. God knows what could be happening during the week, like you said, not even riding because you're driving or you break up with your chick or God knows what could happen. You know, to yeah, these people. Yeah, bikes in their, break in. Yeah, too. yeah. Uh, crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, you said you're a listener to the Pulp Show, and that's when I met you and your dad last summer. You were, I think it was last summer yeah you guys yeah, are saying that yeah. um what do you like which ones do you like? Do you, do you like do you like do you like listen to the racer oh. x stuff too the the race recaps or the pulp just the pulp Sh- show or? Show
1: 400 steve yeah. Show 400
0: <laughs> listen
1: love it laser gate i mean i got i got yeah. some good ones i i know i love it all i've listened to all the archives like, oh have I'm you a really a yeah. fan of the sport yeah. and um yeah i love it all so it's it's really good you you obviously are the best with the insight and you know all the guys and you're very uh you're not biased i guess you could say and i appreciate that and it's it's cool to uh listen to it all but yeah i love i listen to it all i love kiefer yeah. stuff you know i really am into the bike testing and hearing him and um you've got a couple good co-hosts but yeah AC's super good yeah um yeah i don't know i, I like it all honestly you don't put out anything uh, that i don't like so. show
0: 400 was uh, rv was off the hook it was It got millipoto is just epic and, yeah. and, and weimer near the end weimer was a disaster and and ac jake and yeah jake and coke and <laughs> And AC and Nick were just poking them, right? Just making little jabs to, to oh, God, I was.
1: What a crew that must have been. Yeah, about, that, that is awesome. Dude,
0: how about the last time Harvey came in, he was for that construction show or whatever it was we were calling. Yes. It, yes. And, and he wouldn't let me read my sponsors. I'm, just,
1: I'm like, he fuck off. He pretty much just runs this whole show when he right? comes in. It's so and, funny.
0: And Mitch, Mitch Payton gives me these poker chips that, uh, that were from 1991. And he gives them to me, and I put them on my desk where the people sit for the show. And he grabs three of them. He's like, I'm taking these. <laughs> I'm like, no, you're not taking those. Like, those are rare. Mitch Gabe I'm taking these. I'm just. What like, a change oh that
1: guy is. Man, I know, right? He erased, right, like so serious, all business, and now, yeah, it's so funny to listen to him, but. Yeah, they, I love that they get so rowdy, and you know, I think I was listening to that on a the, on the long drive I was doing, and I just I was dying, fully dying. So,
0: um, yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, when if we race in Vegas and you're out here, come by and stop by the studio and uh, hang oh, out. Oh yeah, I'd yeah.
1: love to. Listen, I, I'm ready for some e biking. We're oh, big yeah? mountain bike guys, my oh. dad and I. Yeah, we 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 embrace the e bike, and Good. we're all into. It. He races and stuff. So does he really? We would love to check out the trails. Yeah.
0: Do you uh, do you have an e bike, or have you ridden one much, or no?
1: Yeah, we got it. We have a Levo. Oh, you got a Levo? We ride cool. that thing all the time, and uh, it's so fun. I mean, you can cover twice the distance, right, in the same amount of time. So, yep. it's it's awesome. We really love it. Well, what we do is, I'll ride his. Um, his regular mountain bike you know or yeah. mountain bike and he'll ride pedal the... bike and then he'll ride the e-bike and we kind of switch off and oh, yeah. you know we we end up getting a super good workout but going super far and it's, yeah yeah it's so much
0: fun yeah dude and, and like for you know i mean we're, most people aren't elite athletes like like yourself or these other guys you get a hell of a workout on one that's what i think people don't understand is you don't put it on the highest turbo and then just ride like you get a workout you know just oh
1: shoot i I keep that thing on eco or not even sometimes i'll ride it without even being on just for like the first couple miles to get warmed up but yeah yeah, people i love hearing these guys that say you know they talk a bunch of junk about them but they haven't even rode one i'm like you gotta give this thing a try because it's really fun and i mean my girlfriend like i put her on one and we can almost go ride together like if i went on a road ride or something i can almost put her on that thing on turbo and she can almost keep up with me at times so it's like that it just unlocks a, a new level for people that maybe don't have that same fitness level, like you said, yeah, which, is, exactly. which is great. Ultimately. No, for
0: sure. I got a Hey, I, listen, I got a, a spare intense taser out here. So, uh, yeah, bring it on, bring it on in and let's uh, do it.
1: Listen, you got to show me the lines.
0: Yeah, well, listen, A Ray, A Ray's come out. He can't handle it. So we'll see how you feel. We'll see how you do. Well, I want
1: to, I want to give a, give it a whack. I think I got a good chance, but we'll see. No, yeah. not, not for sure yet.
0: You're right, right. Uh, FXR Racing, Race Tech Suspension, Privateer, Island Life Podcast with Tristan Lane. Well, man, hey, thanks, uh, thanks for the time. I appreciate it. I think our listeners uh, uh got a good sense of who you are. I think they'll like you and uh, get some new fans out there. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing you in the outdoors on a 450, whenever the hell that is uh yeah yeah, man thanks uh thanks for the time today
1: i really appreciate it steve thank you
0: no problem thanks man
1: yep have a good one